With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey gang, another quick reminder here. Now that the uh, the digital show's out of the way and That's all right. that stuff, last chance to see us in the flesh this year. That's right, mm-hmm. in the flesh. Yes, and we are doing <laughs> Friday the 13th. No, 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 it's going to be the holidays time, Chris. We're doing the oh, Santa Claus. A new one. Santa Claus, the okay. Tim Allen movie yes. where he gets a little fleshy. Yes. <laughs> On a day that will live in infamy, December 7th That's at right. White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's that right. is right. Tickets are flying, and you're going to want to get them immediately. That's Absolutely. right. You can get them going right to our website, whmpodcast.com. A little pop-up box is going to point you where to go. If you missed that, and go to the tour page. The info is there, too. I would like to posit that this is David Cronenberg's favorite Christmas movie. Probably. Oh, yeah. His body <laughs> horror. There's, there, there's just, more, I think, more of the scares are in the second one when mm. you get the... the Sheening, the gleaming version you know, of it that's right. disgusting, but like, yes, you are correct, and of course, he is a closet Tim Allen fan. We all know this about Cronenberg. <laughs> oh, I time. wish Tim Allen's head exploded like in Scanners. That know? would be great. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. That might be how he goes out. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slam, explode. Uh, that's right, gang. A lot of Tim Allen joshing, a lot of the Santa Claus joshing, a lot of praise for Judge Reinhold yeah. in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Because okay. you better believe he is cucking Tim Allen in this. <laughs> oh, <wonderful>. yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey, Tri-State Area. We want to see you out for the final live show of 2023. Tickets available at whmpodcast.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On Screen Live. My name is Andrew Jupin, and this is our show for Monday, November the 6th. You can even somehow believe it. We are past Halloween, which means I guess Christmas is com- tomorrow, if you uh, believe what the CVS in my neighborhood is shilling right now. I uh, hope you all are having a fantastic start to your week. Hello out there, Eric Perez, Osiris87, Will Plock the Six, like that. Nico Fish, I'm So Rachel, Mike Kling, thanks all for tuning in, y'all. Ludog 53 hope it doesn't smell like you inside the, ba- the van, my friend. Um, sublime reference. Okay, everybody, get to some birthdays today. Happy birthday. Goes out to someone we really, really like. Sally Field, 
The legend herself turns 77. We got, uh, let's see, who else's birthday do we have here? Ethan Hawke. He turns 53. Uh, let's see, Rebecca Romaine. Loving her on uh, Star Trek Strange New World. She's 51. We got uh, Tendiwe Newton, of course, also 51. Emma Stone turns uh, 35 here. And I lost my photo of him. But happy birthday to MST3K's own Dr. Forrester himself, Trace Below. Uh, his birthday is also today. Sorry, I didn't have a picture of you, buddy. I had one, and I don't know where it went. But that's fine. Bringing in a couple of my buds to talk about some movies and some box office figures and all that good stuff. First up, the sweater game is on point today. My friend, Steven Sadak. A happy birthday to that Sublime reference, which I think also turned 51. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, what are you going to do, dude? I see Lou Dog sitting somewhere. You got to do it. No, I uh, got to do it. I was actually curious. <laughs> Trace Bullyu, I didn't realize that uh, Priscilla's, uh, Priscilla Presley's uh, maiden name was Bullyu, and I'm curious if there's any connection there. Oh, Prob- wow. Probably not, is my guess, but probably I'm going to look not, it up. You know- you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, that, if, that, if that turns into something, you mm-hmm. know, be sure to let us know because maybe he's got a stake to the the fortune somehow. It's entirely possible. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if this other fellow has some information on the estate of Elvis Aaron Presley, Mr. Chris Cabin. And of course, Thalberg made a blockade of all Soviet film, making him a rat fucking bastard, a son of a bitch wow. who should have been kicked into the ocean several years before he was. Although that was not how he died. He actually died of a, a terrible disease, but still a kickable in the ocean type fellow if you were to meet Mr. Thalberg in the street. Is that why we have the Lifetime uh, Achievement Award named after him? Oh, probably something like that. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. Jonathan Rosenbaum is a little ranty. He gets a little crazy out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But he doesn't like him. It it, it turns out. Jonathan Rosenbaum. Was that the guy from Smallville? Uh, Uh, Yes. Michael Rosenbaum. (laughs) Yes. Pardon me. (laughs) And and Uh, sorority boys, by the way. Let's not forget. Oh, oh, fuck. You're totally right. I forgot about sorority boys, Mm -hmm. which... uh, I kind of wish you guys knew what Jonathan Rosenbaum looked like just so you would have that mental image. It's quite something. A long time uh, Chicago reader critic, okay. Jonathan Rosenbaum. Uh, great critic. Oh, yeah. This guy's a film <laughs> critic. <laughs> Incredible sure writer. Is. One of the best there ever was. But yeah. Yeah. Not, not the most uh, uh, matinee uh, visage, I will say. <laughs> that guy writes things in the dark. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With good reason. Um, Anyway, that's mean. I'm sure he's a <laughs> sure he's a great writer. He is. He's quite great. I've seen his name on plenty of posters over the years. So yeah, there you go. Good man. <laughs> uh, all right, dudes. We got some numbers. We got a we got a fucking total mystery movie here. We got to dig into it on a segment that we like to call highest gross. All right, right out the gate. It's always a great sign mm. when a dude who's mostly known for comedic roles makes some sort of I'm saving the youth drama movie. Oh. A new movie starring Eugenio Derbez. It's called Radical. Pardon mm. me? What? Yeah. I haven't even heard of this one. No, From I have the no heavy idea. hitter Pantelion Films. Uh-huh. It just almost $3 million this weekend here. We're looking at $2.7 million. He's like a teacher on a border town in Mexico. And uh-huh. like, 
the kids are having a hard time, and I think he finds some sort of radical new way to approach the future. I mean, you can't you can't keep the Durbez train down. It, it keeps on moving every every year. Another movie starring him, at least two or three starring him, will come out. Never heard of the gentleman. I'm sure he's great. And congratulations on all of your secret movies and all your secret <laughs> success. Uh, I'm trying to think of something you may have at least heard of that he was in, Steve. Is he a stand-up? Um, Is that the idea? Is he? He's, no, he's. He, I mean, he's a Mexican uh, like actor and comedian. Okay. Um, Robin Williams type, like really. Oh, okay, like, got it. Oh, right. Like geared more towards like kids and teens, but Akash has been starting to get more into adult. Uh, okay. He did some like uh like uh uh what's it called like a Don Juan type movie not too long ago that, okay. that started a little yes. bit. Yes, how to, how to be a Latin lover that was yes. a big one, and also I think Steve, if you've been like perusing movie comedies on the Max platform, I know this has floated around a movie called Instructions Not Included. All right, I've heard Everyone. of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's, he's a big comedian uh, figure in Mexico. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Heads over the other side here. I'm trying to think. I thought he was in. Oh, you know, you didn't see this movie, Steve, but you know it exists. He had a role in that live action Dora the Explorer movie that came out. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yeah. He also starred in. There was a remake of Overboard back in 2018. Yep. That was a gender swapped one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. was curious about over uh, about um, Dora the Explorer. Do they do the thing that they do in the cartoon where they're like, "What do you think"? <laughs> and then they stare at the screen. <laughs> Great. That's kind of hoping. That was like four hours long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. There's that movie. It was on only 419 screens. It's- uh, so very limited release, but hey, to crack the top five with those few screens. I mean, not like it was a blockbuster weekend, by the no. way, but yeah. still, you know, juice. good on him. Guys got juice. Doesn't matter. Uh, someone points out in the chat he was apparently on Jane the Virgin. Yes, that was a thing in the U.S. Yes. Yeah, he My was. My wife watched yes. it. Um, I did not. So there you go with that. Uh, coming in at number four, a film we'll be talking about a little more in depth later in the program. Priscilla. Yeah. Now, this is great. This uh, this expanded after its limited release. So it was in last week's highest gross. It was on the art market side of things, but it cracked the top four. Around $5 million, and they bumped it. It's funny when like something goes from way limited to wide like this. So it added 1,355 screens, I, boosting I, its gross 3,748%. I have not, you know, I do not have, uh, bless me on this one, I have, I have no relatives that watch Fox News, mm-hmm. but I have, I, or the Fox Channel in general, but I have to assume... Uh-huh. A gut-felled segment, at least one, oh, mm-hmm. dealt with the backlash of Elvis in the wake of this, because they have so little to talk about at this point. I kind of feel like this one had to show its face at some point. And that might have that might have caused the bump. That might have yeah. done. I saw I was I saw it at uh, the Nighthawk uh, in Williamsburg yesterday. Mm-hmm. Sold out showing another sold out right after it, too. So like it, it was it's doing numbers, man. People want to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll, well talk like about Sophia. It. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But like oh, yeah. Sophia Coppola, like. She yeah. is one of the very few directors working today where yes. like a new movie of hers comes out and it's an event deal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. And then the funny thing is the rest of the countdown is exactly uh, the same as it was last week. Uh, yeah. Still right in that third place. Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, not really Killers of the American box office here. Yeah. Seven million dollars. Uh, that's another two million drop from last week. You know, 
it is what it is, man. It was not ever. I mean, like the idea that this would ever make back its money is insane. Like if you ever saw the number, you would be like, no, it's not happening. Uh, Right. But the one thing, though, is the track record that Marty does have is that as his movies stay in theaters, the last like few, I think this record holds, his gross goes up. Yeah. This is not happening. I mean, like, I, 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 I don't think it's going to happen with this one. Although it is as at currently, I didn't, I wasn't here last week. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I, this is definitely my favorite movie of the year right now. Wow. Okay. Like quite a margin. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it has that swing like Oppenheimer does. Like, right. Oppenheimer is a little easier. It goes down a little easier than. The yeah, it's 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 a bitter pill. It's a, it's a half hour longer, and also sure. I think that, like you know, I mean like yes, it it does matter that Apple anything makes its money back but like does it really matter for an apple movie to make its money back like you know what i mean like they're they're just chucking shit at the wall they want the prestige they they already put up the suicide nets around the factories they're good baby they're all dead don't you worry they're fine they're doing just fine uh they also like have some oscars from fucking coda already last year yeah that movie so like you know they're they're fine to just say, hey, we helped release this very good Martin Scorsese movie. I, I have not like forgotten that a movie has won an Oscar so much as I have forgotten Coda has won an Oscar. Like that one just yeah. immediately went in dust dustbin. Like all the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember that that was a big deal, but all th- that one just directly in the garbage. Yeah, because it also felt like a very secret campaign. I feel yeah. like it was just such a audience pleasing movie that like they were pleasantly surprised with those results which, like oh my god people voted for this which okay. we, sh- we should say and it's the weirdest it's funny that we're talking about Coda because that's why Eric isn't on the stream today because he emailed us this morning he said I want to watch Coda and we're like you've had a year and yeah. a half to watch yeah. the movie I couldn't really figure this out myself I, I was just like no I this is the time I've been waiting to watch Coda I need to watch Coda right now and we're like, I mean yeah. all right I guess I guess so you got to do what you got to do, man. I don't know. I'm not going to, well, you know. You know well, we all know about Eric's vow to watch every rendition of You're All I Need yeah. uh, mm-hmm. ever put to film. He just yeah. needs to see that. Like, he yeah. just needs to complete the project. <laughs> so many people uh, just straight out, like, in the chat, like, where's Eric? Where's Eric? I'm <laughs> glad you said something, Steve, because I was ready to throw out a classic bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> right up That's where Eric, Eric is. Uh, here we go at uh, number two. Taylor Swift still doing her thing. Uh, I think it was, wasn't it just her birthday the other day? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but here we go. $13.5 million in week four. Still a, a nice number for being out in the theater for a month. And uh, now, even though this is number one, this is not good news for the adolescent fans of this video game franchise. Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's. Still sticking to number one, but... With a paltry 19.4 million, you are looking at a fall of 76%. That's quantum mania territory, friends. Yeah, I, yeah. I do <laughs> have to question, though, having seen the film, yeah. I do. Anybody who tells me it costs more than five million to make, I have a question. Like, I, yep. I, I, I this thing, it looks like crap. Like, A, <laughs> but yeah. like, B, it's like Josh Hutchinson's your major get. Like, come on. Like, he's good. I, I like the guy enough, but like, that's yeah, yeah. it. Like it, it couldn't have cost that much to make. This Maybe it's thing. uh, you know, because I think the Henson Company did them creature effects there with yeah. the puppets. Maybe, that Maybe that's you know. Maybe, but like they, even they don't look great. I mean, no, they uh, look like shit. 
Speaking of Hutchinson, uh, get, stay tuned for a secret movie entry with him and Morgan Freeman. This Ooh. movie that's out, it's. Have we you watched the trailer, it. Chris? We t- we talked about it. Uh, or? Uh, like I think two episodes again, we brought up the more secret Morgan Freeman, fifty-seven seconds or something. Yes, like you, that. you go back. You can you can go. He can go back in time for 50, fifty-seven seconds. Only no. fifty-seven seconds. Yeah. That's the thing. No. Yeah. it's like I went back in time fifty-seven seconds, and like he does some like gambling and he wins, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Judge Hutchinson. I'm having a good time." And right. then it's like, but then like my sister was killed years ago, yes. by the way, and now I'm going to use my new magic powers to avenge her with tech billionaires. It seems. So stupid. That, what? Morgan Freeman, I believe, is the tech billionaire. I may be correct, but I, I do believe so. It has heavy-duty, limitless vibes from yes. the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. As many of these films do, uh, for reasons I will never understand. Uh, limitless, but, a movie I did not hate. I'll throw that out there. I I've never thought about it again, but I didn't hate it. I turned it off. I was just sort of like, I got it. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it will show up on this uh, uh, show at one point, because it is ridiculous. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, th- it's the Morgan Freeman show of all these like he just pops in for like mm-hmm. a, a, a day, like literally a day shoot or maybe like a week at absolute most. And then right. he's out of there and he does this with John Travolta usually. But this time he does it with Josh. But that's I mean, that's going back to Friday. Night, that's where I want my Josh Hutcherson to be is in secret sure. movies with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Tops at the box office. What? With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. He hasn't experienced this since being a supporting role in Hunger Games Exactly, films, I would wager, wager. And, um... Uh, yeah, you know, this this feels like I've seen Five Nights at Freddy's 2. For all intents and purposes, it should be a secret movie, man. It's I mean, I'm happy that this like cheap looking piece of shit movie has made so much money. That's great. <laughs> That's it is. No, it's like because I don't mm. want everything that succeeds at the box office to be like shit that I care about. Like sure. Paw Patrol was doing yeah. great. Good job, puppies. Like, whatever. But this should have been in any other universe, in any other timeline. This is a movie that quietly farts its way onto the Apple and Amazon rental platform. Yes. Yep. And you're like, and you never hear about it again. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, in certain communities, the the video game nut jobs will will absolutely <laughs> have their day with this movie. I, uh, I get that. I've seen some like frame grabs from the games and stuff. Looks like shit. Also, yeah. it's, it's it looks pretty, like I would not want to play it. Pretty old. I th- I forget when it came out, but like, yeah, it looks like shit. And also, like, I, I can't completely ditch it just because, like, I'm glad when Matthew Lillard's getting money. Like, sure, he's the best part nice, of the movie. Yeah, he's he's the one that draws you in the most out of all the people in that movie. And you're kind of watching it like you wish he was in a better movie because he is so good, and he's bringing it to. Five Nights at Freddy's. I'll tell you what. We're going to talk about uh, House of Usher a little bit later. Get Matthew Lillard into the fucking Flanagan-averse. Absolutely. That's that's what I think that stable of actors needs at this point, by yep. the way. Um, we'll talk about that. But yeah, get Matthew Lillard in there. It would be awesome. 
Yeah. Um, looking around the art market really quick here, the Meg Ryan directorial effort. What happens later? Her and David Duchovny and her return to rom-coms here. What happens later is I forget this movie ever existed. Precisely. Really bad title. Bleecker Street putting it out. Uh, do I got a screen count here? Uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 1492 screens. That's what uh, we were on. Excellent. Okay. Uh, for 1.6 million. Not, uh, not super great. Uh, so I, Andrew, will, I will rent this movie. I was going to say, had you already gone out to see it and we we're going to talk about it later? Or? <laughs> no, no. I had a, had a busy weekend. Did not get to the uh, theater, the movie theater that is. Um, so, but it will be a comfortable couch rental. Yes. Mm-hmm. For uh, our good old David Ducks. But also like, <laughs> <laughs> quack, 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 Scully. Um, <laughs> no, but it looks like, you know, there's like a snowstorm involved in the movie and everything. And, much like the holdovers, I'm like, yep. it was like 70 yesterday. Like, I can't be watching snow movies, folks. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Alexander of Pain cannot account for fucking global warming. That's <laughs> like, true. I, I can't put that on him. Well, I mean, well, he doesn't decide anything. Fucking focus features. Bleecker sure. Street Films. Look at the fucking calendar. Look at yeah. the, the heating rock that we were on. Bump this shit back. I'm tired sure. of it. Sure. Sorry, Steve. What were you saying? No, I mean, I guess... Uh, that's why it's a period piece, right? Is because that's when yeah. it, it used to remember when it used to snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember that when it used to right. snow? Right. Actually, that's that's fair. So, like, yeah, the holdovers is like what the late seventies, the eighties, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. We were getting snow in early November back then uh, in the Northeast. So maybe uh, I just saw the trailer yeah. to the holdovers again yesterday, and I the the end thing where Giamatti is just like, "Don't do it, don't do it," and then they close on his face like, "Huh." Hey. I'm like, yeah. I need this movie in my life immediately. Immediately. Yeah, like, I, it's getting to a point where like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to wait for the weather to get its ass in yes, gear. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna and go. I'm going to have to just like pick the, when it gets to like the lowest of the low 60s <laughs> yes. and run out to the theater mm-hmm. uh, to check that out. Oh, whoops. Opening different programs here. All right, there we go. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll report back about what happens later much later when I see it. Um, So that's that. By the way, guys, did you know, so if we, if you missed that uh, digital live show we did, that's gone. It's gone Mm -hmm. forever. Uh, Unfortunately, we did. This always happens. We got an email and it was like, hey, we hate movies who doesn't control the technological platform that your show is on. Yeah. I bought a thing and then I forgot to watch it for an entire week. Can I still watch it? The answer is no. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's how these things work. But y'all have one more chance, especially the folks in the tri-state area, to catch us live IRL this year before we're off for the holidays. We have, I love this, Philippe whipped this together, us wearing Santa hats, a really fantastic live show coming to Jersey City, New Jersey, where we're talking Oh, there That's it is. Santa Claus. Look at that. Look, Look at that, that fake Poopa. That fake Poopa. Yep. Fucking stolen front. valor right there. <laughs> I don't know. That actually looks like he's got a little bit of camel toe there, doesn't yeah, it? There's yeah. A little, there's a little business going on <laughs> no, there. No, there's that's, button front. That's button yeah. front right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, front. shit, dude. Like society. He's got a fucking front yeah. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be so fun. White Eagle Hall is an amazing venue. Jersey City is an amazing place to hang out. You know, you just show up. You show up a little early, get a nice dinner, get a... Go to a bar, get a cocktail. You'll have a lot of fun in Jersey City. And Uh, if people don't know, like, you know, our city friend folk and whatnot uh, and all our audiences around the area here, like if if you're not unaware, mm -hmm. Jersey City 
It's like right next door to Manhattan. It's yeah. it's, it's it's the city. Yeah, it's yeah. So close you get there by public transit, all that shit. It's closer than a lot of parts of Brooklyn, to be quite honest, depending on where you're going. That's true. I think it's actually going to take me less time to get to White Eagle Hall than it will uh, the, the Bell House or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It could. Yeah. So right now you can head over to whmpodcast.com. There's a pop-up menu there that'll tell you all about where to get tickets. Those tickets are flying, by the way. I think actually the VIPs might already be sold out. Uh, so you do not want to get sold out of the show. It's going to no. be a lot of fun. This is a movie... I know I've seen a bunch of times it was a holiday staple in the house mm-hmm. and we do get off on a tear making fun of Tim Allen. Do we not? Yeah. Um, so. I will be sharing many stories of him fucking up Michigan as he, <laughs> yes. as he is constantly doing all the time. Every time he enters the fucking state. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. WHMpodcast.com. Uh, check that shit out now. You know, we're talking about, like, I didn't know that this Eugenio Derbez movie came out. I didn't know that this other movie was coming out. And I get it. There's a lot of movies out there. And the only possible way you can keep track of them is to try to stay up on the coming attractions. And we do that in an appropriately titled segment we like to call Trailer Segment. Uh, so we got two here uh, that I got to say, I'm God, do I dare? I'm kind of excited for both of these folks at home. If you want to watch along with us right below in the show description, I've got the links to both of these here. Uh, the first one up, I got to tell you, just until this trailer dropped, I didn't know this was like a thing that would be happening. But this Marvel yeah. Studios Echo, which I guess is a Daredevil spinoff, Steve? Yeah. This, well, it's a, it's a spinoff specifically of uh, the Hawkeye show. Um, oh, if you remember. That's right. That's on that. When they wedged uh, the Kingpin into that at the end there, which yep. I mean, sure. I, I actually really like that Hawkeye show quite a bit. It's one of my, Me too. It's, it, yeah. it's, my, it's my favorite of the Marvel shows that have released uh, live action anyway. Um, Mainly because it's like three parts. Yes, exactly. Right? It's, it's also it's not a, not a huge commitment. It's quick. It was a Christmas thing. It came out on Christmas. I had COVID. Yes. It was the best. I was just like, <laughs> give to me. Um, yes. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Echo is like a thing uh, in the late, late OOs there. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis did a really long uh, Daredevil run and he, he created Echo and she came okay. from that and I believe someone can yell at me that I'm getting that wrong, but that that's kind of where this character comes from. And that's why they, she is directly tied to Kingpin, et cetera, et cetera. And she is a uh, deaf native American woman who can echo or mimic physical motion that she sees like immediately processing it. And so that makes her a great adversarial fighting partner because she can mimic what you're doing and learn it really fast which i think is is rad she like criticizes hawkeye on the show for like wearing a hearing aid i remember oh that's a, yeah that's right she's like you you'd do better without this and she fucking i feel like it's got to be a, a decision for hawkeye only uh miss echo but like she fucking stamps on this dude's hearing aid and breaks it on that show like pretty rude why, why don't you let him decide <laughs> uh anyway so she has uh, her own show here. I think this is also, it's very uh, short commitment. I think it's only like six episodes or something like that, which I got to tell you, folks, they got to do something. They got to do something. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. They got to do something. You read that fucking piece? I, yeah, I read you it. Got, I read it. Everybody fucking read it. 
Yeah, do something, you stupid uh, idiots. I'm excited <laughs> to see. Let's see what this trailer looks like. All right, so we're going to take a look here at Marvel Studios Echo. Uh, here we are. I got the trailer pulled up. By the way, both of these do not contain a trailer for the trailer, Chris okay, Cabin. So, so you do- are, you guys are safe. We're all safe. Still going to be angry. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. Marvel Studios Echo trailer in three, two, one, go. Mm. Okay, little kids getting watched from a car, terrifying. Uh, uh-huh. Guy making fun of a deaf kid, terrifying. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Did Has Fist there been just, like? Did Fist just better- watch Mystic River? What's going? On? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Has there been better Marvel casting than D'Onofrio? No. Yeah. No. D'Onofrio is a good. And just him just beating the shit out of people. I love it. Yeah. This looks like it's a little more on the violent side of things. Look at that hand. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's what they're trying to tell you, man. Which, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Make America skate again. Come on. Dead dead relatives. Uh Uh-huh. Always happens. To believe it's you have so much pain in you. You, you. The, the dead guy is the so the dude from oh. Fargo that uh, the Native American actor who's in everything who's great. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they just show him like briefly? I think. Yes. Well, I just saw Lily Gladstone's Ooh. mother from uh, Killers of Flower Moon is in this somewhere. Got it. This looks like a lot of fun. This looks really specific. We are killing people. You and I are the same. Oh, yeah. Whoo. So. Who's the monster? Dude, him with this missing eye or fucked uh, up eye. I love it. You're the monster, dude. You're named Kingpin. Come on, dude. look at you. I had a I had a trouble with a LASIK surgery. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever find that doctor, I'm going to throw him into a trash can. Now, Mr. Fisk, you just had your surgery. You can't cry for <laughs> 10 days. My son's friend is picking me up. My son's friend. <laughs> he stopped short. Um Yeah, I, I that looks actually really good. Um, you know what I mean? It does. Like for all, you know, and Please play that on a loop every time you're like, you guys hate Marvel all the time. Uh, and yep. th- that's not actually true. Um, I'm the only person in the world like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so you got that going for me. You're, you're just talking about me, guys. Like Everybody else is very normal. I, 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 I'm, I'm the weird idiot who just fucking hates this shit and just saw that and was like, oh, they're going to do a Daredevil show. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. And like I, I mean, like it just looks like that to me and the fighting style looks very much like Everything Isn't, else, this like the John Wick fucking style. Like, but didn't they fuck up the Daredevil show too? Now, Chris, is it a well, thing yeah. where like, they have to redo the whole thing because yeah. they just did it wrong? I like, forget what the reason what was, mean? but they they fucked up something. I forget what it was, but they they did yeah. something went wrong with first firstborn or something like that. Oh, oh, oh no, uh, born, born again, born again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, did they lose a bunch of footage cards, like data I, lost. No, it's just like something like they wrote it wrong. They filmed it, and then someone was like, "Well, that doesn't fit with what we're doing," which keep, seems to keep happening with them. Which is sort of like, 
something something and like how could you pay attention how could you keep it all in your brain yeah. you're asking for too much you're, it's like it's gotten that's why you this is fucking up so hard is because you keep on asking for it to expand and it can't I've, it can't I've do got, it i've got a, i've got a request in the chat and i'm gonna hell's kitchen hell's ah, kitchen kitchen um i forget what exa- yeah, but like that—that that was even part of the fucking uh, variety piece. Yes. I don't think they brought that up. No, yeah, but well, because they, they, that was a, a fuck up that happened too late. They already went to press <laughs> with the article about the rest of the fuck ups, and so it's just so weird that they can't keep their shit together, and that they because like reshoots are reshoots, and that happens for everything. You know what I mean? Like sure. everything has reshoots, and you know what I mean. Every, everybody probably spends too much time worrying about reshoots, but these are just like, oh no, it doesn't the the branding didn't fit here or whatever and i mean like a you're probably that's too many cooks for sure and yes b it's a thing where like maybe you don't have to get you shouldn't have to get sign off from 30 executives before you go to pre, before you go to film and or if that's the case get the sign off from the 30 executive like you know what i mean like right. one of yeah. those things has to work out for you you can't do both like yeah. we're we've already waited all this time for the yeah. next daredevil thing that, that Spider-Man movie kind of gave you a little taste and that was cool. But like, I don't mind waiting a little longer, but like, you know, just make sure you got all those signatures or make sure like everybody's on the same page. You're dealing with a multi-billion dollar, exactly. you know, bit of property here. Also, like, I don't know, we get into this on our Batman Begins episode, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. But just the whole idea, I'm just thinking in terms of like this, uh, the Jonathan Majors shit and like yeah. the complete refusal to just like recast and get on with our lives like just do it just fucking do it i I mean i think for them now they have a very it's it's very it's it's similar to a lot of uh what politicians do like if you you do anything but admit you fucked up yep (laughs) do anything else you can do you can look like an idiot the whole time just make sure you don't admit it and then you're fine and to a degree, I understand that thinking, but like also it makes you look ridiculous. It makes like anybody who was either who was even slightly on the fence about your brand lose any faith they had. Like they just are like, well, if they can't figure this out and then I read the variety piece, then like, fuck, what, what am I what am uh, I still on board for? Also, like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have just created a cool little daredevil like standalone show who gives yeah. a shit uh like, yeah i'm looking reading it right now uh uh-huh. the uh daredevil boarding is undergoing a major creative overhaul uh variety has said they filmed Ugh. less than half of the series shot prior to the, the strike some of that stuff will be used but a lot of it won't and they're uh-huh. just they're, they've released the writers and directors because it just doesn't fit what they were looking for. And it's just like, how does this keep happening to you? How does this keep happening to you? Seriously. And also, that actually, yeah. Daredevil, Daredevil seasons one through three are amazing. Season three specifically is great. One and three are the ones I really love. I yeah. think I'm just going to have to like go back through it yeah. from the beginning, actually just finish it, get my Daredevil fix. And speaking of it, uh, 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 like more mature uh, Marvel content, uh, Daniel Schumacher asks, uh, if you have any hope for Blade, not after that fucking variety store. <laughs> no, I, I I I would love it if something would work, but I don't think it is. Like it, it sounded like they were making a Blade without Blade, which you can keep that whatever yeah. that would be. Which I'm glad Herschel Ali was like, 
then I'm going to walk. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, if, if, if it's going to be this, which yep. is not what I signed on for, then I walk. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And the, now they're trying to find a direction that he will enjoy and everybody will enjoy. Or I would say anyone could enjoy. <laughs> uh, I would wager a direction that everyone would enjoy hmm. is a Blade adventure that stars Blade. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And after that, it's just a guy in sunglasses killing vampires in cool ways. That's and it. that's your movie. And also, let me point out that whole thing about it looked like there was going to be like a team and blades like yeah. helping them, whatever. Birds of Prey. We saw that. Situation. That's that's Blade Trinity. He's got a team in that movie, and that idea sucked hard. And Wesley didn't want to do it. And you can tell in the movie performance, and that's the movie where he fucking refused to open his close eyes. his eyes or open his eyes, whatever yeah. the fuck it like. Just have a dude give Mahershala two things: a sword and a pair of sunglasses, and that's all you need for the movie. Well, because that's the, the funny thing is you're you're overthinking. You're eighty percent there. You got Mahershala Ali. That that was the hard part. I think it's like finding mm-hmm. wow who could do Blade after Wesley Snipes. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Mahershala is a great idea, and he's uh-huh. really game to do it. Then yep. just put him in a blade story and give him a fucking sword. Let's call it a day. <laughs> but then, w- 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 I mean, you're talking like this and you're not even talking about how he ties into Hawkeye and I don't know. Or uh, oh, let's Echo, not- now Echo. No, I mean, how's- very specifically uh, ties into, which I'm sure is absolutely going to happen, uh, Jon Snow as Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Remember that at the end of Eternals? Yes. Mr. Whitman, here's a sword for some reason. uh, I'm Blade. That like, yeah, the Eternals uh, world into that. Who else does he interact with, Steve? Does he have some adventures with Spider-Man here and there? I'm sure. No, but I'm just saying in the MCU, he's only given him that stupid sword. That's it. Right. That's all he's done. And. Was it even Mahershala's voice off camera or was it just a guy? I think, I think it, no, it was, it was Mahershala at least. Yeah. All was. right. There's at least that. But like, whatever. What, uh, what, see, yeah. One one last thing. Steve, do you sure. know, was, uh, uh, was the new Daredevil supposed to come out around now? I think so. I think I, you know, I don't like, I don't want to indulge conspiracy much, but like, uh-huh. like. The fact that they have a very daredevil looking show that's their own show. I don't know. Like what, the Echo I, I, show? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just coming out at this time rather than the thing that they took from Netflix and was a yeah, like a halfling fair. anyway. Like <laughs> it just like I, I, I don't know, man. They're so obsessed with like their brand being their brand at this yeah. point that I don't I don't put anything above them. Like Well, actually, I mean, for whatever it's worth, Chris, if that's true, if the Daredevil show is supposed to be out now. This echo doesn't launch until January the tenth. Yeah. Well, so, I, meant, I meant like a winter open. I didn't mean like yeah. tomorrow. Uh-huh. I meant like yeah. a winter opening. Yeah, because sure. I don't know what I don't remember even when the actual date was supposed to be. No, I don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. That looks cool. I love the thing at the end of the trailer. That's like, be sure to switch your Disney Plus fucking profile to mature audiences, so it'll come up on the platform. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Real Echo's dumb. getting some dick, maybe, or uh, giving it. I don't know. Do I have to do that if I want to watch anything that's like adult tinge on Disney Plus? I would I'm imagine yeah. this. It's like a preferences toggle. Yes. Oh, um, I forget. I did it for something already. That was that's, on that's there. how you can watch Daredevil on that on that channel. Is you I think actually, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was like, I'm gonna get ready to rewatch this, and I toggled it on, and 
still haven't rewatched it. Anyway, mm. uh, next thing up here, uh, I am a big fan of this franchise and just keep me- making them. I'll keep seeing him. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I was shocked. I had no idea that they were doing this. I, I-, I haven't watched the trailer yet, so it's going to be brand new to me. This is a sequel to the Matt Reeves movies or this is not? It's It's set. In the same timeline, it's years after the last okay. movie with Woody Harrelson and everything like that. Okay, um, which I still so haven't seen, and that's my own fault. But that's yeah. good movie. It's it's good, man. I uh, when we when we did that Planet of the Apes, we love movies. Mm-hmm. I did. I watched that entire franchise for April last year, mm-hmm. and like, I remember being kind of like middle of the road on that last one uh, after I saw it in theaters. I rewatched it. It's awesome. It's a really, really awesome, like breaking out of jail kind of movie, pretty okay. much mm-hmm. with apes. Like it's it's solid shit, and and Woody's great. Um, so this is like supposedly years after Caesar. Like what's his face isn't in it? Um, circus, it, yeah, Andy Circus, uninvolved. Um, so anyway, so here we go. This is uh, uh, from director Wes Ball, who's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, comes out. Oh, this is the big. It's a big Memorial Day movie. That's what this is. Okay. Um, all right, so here we go. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes in three, two, one, go. When I sleep, I see strange things. I love this new imprint, 20th Century Studios. Yes. I love them. <laughs> yeah, they really came out of nowhere. Not memories. This all looks really nice, man. Abandoned buildings covered in trees and shit. Is this bird yeah. walking? No, it's not. <laughs> I see everything. Oh, look at this. This ape is a falconer. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that is not everything. We're getting better and better with this ape motion capture, by the way. It keeps looking better. Okay. Looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in brick for a minute there. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're getting the, the remainder of the humans. Love that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good weighted net, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, apes with electricity? Yes. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're helping people. Oh, looks like some sort of lost library. Love it. Oh, that's a telescope. It's an ape looking in a telescope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, big ape war. Oh, yeah. Love King Ape. Love that guy. I don't know who he is, but he kind of rules. Um, you know who that might be, Steve? Is uh, Kevin Durand, the Australian. Oh, okay. I think he's Australian. Yeah. Did you say Blob? <laughs> that guy? Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that could be uh, who that is. But yeah, it's like, it's looking like a great. We've got factions of apes. Some it's- are super evil. It seems that they're trying to, what do you call it there, bridge the timeline to finally, like, to get to where, you know, we know the Planet of the Apes to be. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It looks like we're kind of backing up into the the front of uh, the 1968 movie. Uh, Which, you know, I feel like once that happens, then it's done. Like, once you see a Charlton Heston-esque guy crash land. Yes. At the yeah. end of one of these movies, it's gonna happen. this new franchise run is done. Yes. I'm a little worried that it is Wes Ball in charge of all this and who is not 
a, a Matt Reeves level uh, guy. I th- he's the Maze Runner guy. Um, sure. And who? I mean, that's like I kind of get why you go with him since Matt Reeves is, is, is uh, dealing with Batman currently. Uh, uh-huh. Because Maze Runner is a lot of forest-grown cities. It is a lot of heavy CGI uh, sure. stuff. Like I get why they would pick him. I'm a I'm a little apprehensive, but the brand is enough for me at this point. I, yeah. I'll go see it because I, I love them. I, I love them. Yeah, that is a great point, though, Chris. Literally, his only featured directorial efforts are three Maze Runner movies. He was doing visual effects for Michael Mills for a while, I think. Uh, uh, I th- it just looks like for beginners. Just though. beginners? Okay, I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were with each other for a while, but yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's been it. So we'll so, see. You know, I don't know. I didn't see any of those Maze Runner movies. I know they're no. more like YA stuff that we'd get yelled at for mm. not liking. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> just leave it alone, get man. A, just keep moving. Get a life. Get a life. Um, so you know, I don't know. Always willing to give apes a shot. Um, because they're great. They're Absolutely. great. Sad as fuck movies. Also, yes. also uh, I'm yes. watching that trailer like. So where does the emotional devastation come in? Oh, it's coming, uh, baby. They have to. That <laughs> ape is going to be sad, and it's going to make you sad. It's always actually kind of fascinating when you see people like on Letterboxd watching like those OG movies for the first time and just being like, "Oh my god, the end of that movie was so depressing." I'm like, "Keep going." It doesn't each one yeah, happier. Each- oh, pretty <laughs> bad on that front. Uh, so speaking of uh, incredibly sad. Let's get into it a little more, Priscilla. Now, we talked about this briefly uh, in our New York Film Festival coverage, but it's uh, out now, of course. And Steve, you got a chance to see it finally. So maybe you start us off with some thoughts about the new Sofia Coppola. I was, you know, it it kind of reminded me that I had, for no reason uh, specifically, fallen off of the Sofia Coppola train. I haven't seen her last couple of movies. Okay. And then watching this movie, I was like, oh, I miss these. I was like, oh, I miss, I miss her. I miss like, I miss yeah. the oh, yeah. this self-assuredness, this sort of contained world, the ability to sort of and I think that she this is a really specifically interesting movie for her to make. I I always like, you know, Marie Antoinette, people question why she made it. It's it's very obvious. Like she grew up incredibly rich. She grew up like the the way that like wealth and fame cuts both ways, she's yeah. always uniquely, uh, especially for women, uniquely uh, po- uh poised to talk about. And that's what this movie is. And it's also incredibly odd. Like we're really it's 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 fascinating the way this movie complements Elvis, the Elvis movie, and also yeah. mm-hmm. talks about it, but also yeah. steers clear of it. I mean, I, I don't know how aware she was of what all that movie was going to do, but it, it does sort of just almost fits like a key into a keyhole. Like, you know what I mean? In, in yeah. so far as I mean, like the portrayals of Elvis are wildly different. The portrayals of Pr- Priscilla are specifically different. Priscilla doesn't have a ton to do in the Elvis movie. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but you know, it it, it 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 just sort of like it's it's fascinating how much like the colonel isn't in the movie, and I think that makes a ton of sense. Oh uh, yeah, and I think that like I, I I think it's a really effective drama. It's it's really uh, I think the whole like gilded cage element of it, like that you see, you don't see a lot of Graceland in the Elvis movie, and you see a ton of it here, but from this area where she can't be. You know what I mean? And like yes, she's kind of yeah. just mulling around the grounds. Also, a really, and I'll, I'll turn it over to everybody else. Uh, I thought the performances are fantastic. I thought 
the weird the size difference thing is really important and it's really yep. interestingly like the way that she films that is like she makes and i because usually you would want to put I'm imagining uh, I just saw the movie uh, Haley Spaney is a, a smaller actress, but you, and usually that would be fine. You put her on, on a, on a, on an Apple cart so she can lock eyes with her lover. No, no. It's all about the size. Yep. It's all about yep. the power imbalance. It's all about the age imbalance, which is really, really uncomfortable to the point where that one woman in one, in just one scene, like when she comes to the first party, that girl's like, well, wow, she's just like a little girl, isn't she? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Not like is indeed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I I mean, the whole portrayal of Graceland as this not um fantastical, legendary place, but actually like a very muted, drab looking prison yep. is awesome. And like yep. You know, I'm spending so much time in Elvis's bedroom and it's all these like very deep, dark colors. The shades are always fucking closed. Yep. Like how claustrophobic can we make the property of Graceland feel, yes. you know? And like, it is just so spot on. I truly love it. This detail came out that like, hey man, good for you. I, if it helps you with the performance, fine. I think. Jacob Elordi as Elvis is really, really great. And this movie's fucking terrifying. He's Very a fucking good. selfish douchebag. It's everything that, you know, this movie so, is very telling important. you. you selfish, know I mean? sexy douchebag. Very important. Like yeah. he does, sure. he's a very, yeah. like, he, he does have, and it's a very different Austin Butler thing, but he does have like this sexiness where you're like, oh, that could be the most famous guy on the planet. Even yeah. though, you know, he's. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But, your, your detail. Well, this, this whole thing that this story about. He was eating a pound of bacon a day, like while filming, to what? like get into the Elvisness of it all. Like, all right. I don't know, man. You're not in the movie that much. Like, if Austin Butler wanted to eat a pound of bacon a day, like I'd get it. But like, Elvis is not the focus of this movie. There's plenty of scenes without Elvis in it. I feel like this dude kind of just wanted free bacon. I, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm hearing some jealousy that this man can eat and be celebrated Absolutely. for eating oh. a pound of bacon yeah. every day. Celebrated and didn't pay one red cent for that bacon. No, yes. no, no. Oh, yeah. And he still looks like Jacob Elordi after exactly. all. Of well, and then like- also that, after all of that, he still looks like that. Well, that dude. Exactly. Like I don't. I don't even think. Like well, I think the the difference in Elvis is, is very pointed. Like he's sexy in this, as, yeah. as much as he is also dangerous and like overwhelming and controlling and all that. His whole thing is sexiness in this. Whereas that is not what I thought with Austin Butler. Like sure. it, it, the sexiness of him did not. It, it was the pizzazz. It was the flash yeah. of him. That was what was interesting. And what. I'm very interested in how this does uh, mirror uh, and uh, compare to Marie Antoinette in a lot of ways. So yep. This is American Marie Antoinette, essentially, as compared to yep. French. And like, yep. I, it, it also speaks to Sofia Coppola. What, what was, what did Marie, what got Marie Antoinette into her uh, station in life? Her parentage. Yep. Where she, like, and that is what got her her first fucking uh, shots at stardom. And like, mm-hmm. what is it now? It's your aesthetic. We yeah. want your aesthetic and we like that you look like this next to him and that you kind of look like a schoolgirl because we want schoolgirls right. to think they can marry fucking Elvis and like yeah. right. do this shit. They want that shit. So like, I think it speaks a lot to what she feels about her, the industry as well. I mean, we'll, I think we'll talk next week about uh, when everybody's gotten a chance to see the killer. I think we'll talk more about 
how I think Fincher is doing a very similar thing yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I was just, I, I, I'm still thinking about this movie. It's been since I haven't seen a second time yet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but I, I've, I, I love On the Rocks. Even the last one yeah. I thought was really good too. Uh, this, yes, um, yes. On the Rocks. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't have our IMDb up here. I guess I should. But On the Rocks, and then what was before that? Was that somewhere or sometime? Was it the Murray Christmas? I think was before that. Maybe. Oh, okay. Sure, but I don't think Steve was counting that as like features of hers that he hadn't seen. Sure. Uh, I think I watched that Murray Merry Christmas every Christmas Eve. By the way. Oh really? Um, I haven't seen it. Since. It's. Because it's like, you know, the the bar that they hang out in is the bar Chelsea and I go to every New Year's Eve. Yeah. So there's just like that kind of shit. Oh, oh, so Steve, did you not see um, The Beguiled? I did not see oh. The Beguiled. Good. Really good. Uh, yes. Just, yeah. it, these movies just kind of happened. And they, I think they all like kind of underperformed Oscar wise. So they weren't really high on my like, oh, I need to watch this at the end of the year kind of a yeah. thing. Et cetera, the dial et got totally swallowed up. That was like a yep. focus movie. And then on the rocks was Apple. Yes. Before, yeah. before Apple figured out the theater matrix problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that movie like came and went, I think I even streamed it on Apple and like, I, I go to the theater to see her movies. What one small hit that I again another thing that this movie focuses on the other movie doesn't, which I think yeah. is a really interesting uh, specific uh, is Elvis's hangers on like yes. they're they're the in buddies. the other movie, mm-hmm. but like they were so important to his life. He was such a loser about it, and you know what I mean. Like having yep. them, like the fact that he's always got to have these dudes around him, but like, grabbing his ass and and fucking telling him how great he is. Like that he needs that all the time that they need to be sleep they need to drive him to the hospital like all this entourage shit was really interesting to look at and i also think yes. kind of what's what i love about the movie is the light touch because priscilla presley herself who is an executive producer and you know the, the book is based on her she has a very different understanding and rightfully so of her experience she's like oh it was, it was a little weird but not that much like you know what i mean she like mm-hmm. right she thinks it was a mostly normal relationship with some odd stuff in it and like elvis was a difficult man and stuff like that so i think that like so the way that sofia coppola frames that like it's a scene where she gets hit with a pillow it's a scene where a chair goes right near her head yeah. and it's like right y- you can read that to one of two ways like that's as violent as it ever got or more than likely that is just the top, the tip of the iceberg of what we're seeing. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's yep. sort of the way she yep. kind of plays it, the way that the, again, the, the dreaminess of the movie allows for a lot of room and a lot of that kind of stuff. Dude, speaking of dreamy, her getting a haircut to the music of fellow purchase alum, Dan Deacon. Totally shocked. Isn't it cool? It's just cool. Everybody yes. like that's great. Other thing about Elvis's buddies that I had a, a, a real like instant, one-to-one uh connection i made in my brain because of the way they were so easily excitable and everything come on e! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they reminded me so much of the way uh billy zane uh casey saw i can't think of the other two guys back to the future guys Boy. who are yeah yes. biff tannen's buddies yeah just that same kind of like come on biff what are we gonna do get out of here you know like that it just something about those the dudes in this movie captured that like excitable teenage boyish shit that like never had to leave those dudes because they were just Elvis's buddies and everything was fine. Like it brings up so many questions. Like if you're a hanger on of Elvis like that, 
Did those guys have jobs? I no, mean, was that the job? No. You're just kind of always hanging out at Graceland? You might have a title of some sort, but it means nothing. Like, right, they, they might right. have thrown you something to put on your resume. The uh, It reminds me of uh, a sketch that is probably not very good, but I remember very clearly SNL, Tiny Elvis with Nick Cage. And it's just, it, it's the gag is Elvis is very, very small, like three inches tall. And uh-huh. it's him and his hangers on, and they're all like, "He's like, man, look at that, look at that chair. That chair is huge." And like, "You're totally right, oh, Tiny yeah. E. Yeah, Tiny E. And it's Tiny it's that. E. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh I fuck, that one. yeah. <laughs> man, Matt, remember when they had good ideas? Mm-hmm. Huh? Sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I am really curious to see where this goes. Like. You know, as far as Hollywood's biggest night, maybe some critic circles awards. Sure. Um, Because it's just nice that, like, it feels like she's back. Like, on the rocks. Someone was saying Sophia got a couple of secret movies under her belt. Not that close, but on the rocks was just, like, blown by. And I do think there's good stuff in there. But, like, Beguiled was, like, that was a movie with big stars in it, put out by a big company. And it just totally, everybody kind of was like, oh, the... Very nice, Sophia. You made another movie, and, and I think I think it's totally worth watching too. It's a really good movie. I I, I yeah. think uh, it was also I don't know, like sometimes like the remake thing does just trip you up, like because that is one of the I think it might be her only movie that is a remake. Like mm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like everything else seems either like very personal, uh, or or like a major like figure, like a quote unquote biopic that's not a biopic, like Priscilla, like Marie Antoinette. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it just felt like an odd duckling in her uh, career to begin with, but it is. It's a, a, a very good movie, and mm-hmm. the original for fans, uh, the Don Siegel original with Clint Eastwood, also very good. I, I still got to see that. Really um, worth, worth your time. I mean, it's just crazy that you had like Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Colin Farrell, Elle Fanning, like you know, it's a big cast. names, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and just uh, the world said no to the beguiled. Uh, kind of weird, whatever. Uh, we went long on that guy, so uh, we should hop over to a completely different speed. Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, you can catch this right now, of course, on Netflix, streaming in its entirety here. This is basically like his Poe mashup show. Um, I, I think it's like kind of right in the middle as far as, as Mike Flanagan stuff goes. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's up there with some of his best stuff. I th- um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Although uh-huh. I think that I like the campiness here. I like uh, it just it kind of knows what it is in a way that I think even I think uh, Hill House is probably better but the ending is so much worse that it yeah, actually kind that's of, true it it, yeah. it it elevate like i think that this this show has a much better idea of having fun in this very very macabre way that i find more refreshing than something trying to poke at something so deep you know what i mean sure yeah, yeah. yeah i i think uh Hill House also has a freshness to it that, like, by now we know the Flanagan style. We know mm-hmm. the Flanagan uh, way of talking. Um, we know Do all we this ever. stuff for, 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 <laughs> for better and worse. Uh, so I think it. what I like about this is its uh, directness. I like that it's just kind of like he's just kind of going for it. Like when you see the pictures with Carla Gugino, not to spoil anything, uh, uh, you are kind of like, oh, he's really, are you really doing this? Okay, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah. Sure, fine, do it. I, I, I'm I'm up for, for for this. 
I right. my biggest problem with the show is how clo- like how I just know from the first episode in I just could tell the whole pitch was Netflix went to Mike Flanagan and Netflix was like <laughs> we need a succession. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't care what it is. We don't care yeah. what we, we're asking a couple of our guys to see who who's got the you know who has the idea. We need a new. We need a succession really fucking badly. And when this show cues closest to that show, I get really like disinterested. Uh, yeah. Has a lot to do with the um, Tamba Tamberlane uh, character. Yes, yeah. she, that she, has that is C grade Shiv. I'm sorry, like that's was. just what it is. It, <laughs> there's no other way to describe what that whole whole storyline is. You know what? You know what really sealed the deal for me with that though, because you had said that, and I was like, "All right, it's a rich family, fine, I'll give it to you." But her, the Tamerlane episode, and again, not spoiling anything, um, she's like giving a presentation, like yes. they're launching yes. a product, yeah, yep. the and, and and the launch goes poorly, yep. and I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, now Chris was really right." Like, <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah. That's what 100% that shit right it there. It is almost exactly the scene where somebody plays Nirvana's Rape Me while she's yes. doing it. It is almost exactly that scene. Yes, that's that's the exact yeah, thing yeah. I was referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that actress. Uh, look her up. Uh, Samantha Sloyan. Uh, I, yeah. liked her, I liked her in Midnight Mass quite a bit. She's another Flanagan regular. They all are. Yes. I think that like, but I think that like, because the, the cast is so deep and there's so many different characters, you really, they are just hit and miss. So the episodes are kind of hit and miss. I think her episode's a miss. Uh, I wasn't crazy about uh, Mrs. Flanagan this time around. Um, what's her name? Oh, I'm Katie rarely, in the plus for that. I'm sure she's very nice. I, but I, 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 like, I, I like Henry Thomas. Yeah. I loved uh, Battlestar Galactica's mm-hmm. Michael Trucco as the crooked boss. It was fantastic. I like young Madeline. I like old Madeline. And of course, Bruce Greenwood as as, as yeah. Big Daddy Usher. He's the like, best. And you know what? Like those those speeches are overwritten. Holy shit, are they ever? But I just kind of like watching that guy work. I just yeah. like just give that guy yep. a fucking well, an axe and a fucking forest to cut down, and I'll watch him do it. Dude, I completely agree with you. And I think because you have this Bruce Greenwood performance in this show, he's not the only one that's getting the uh, Flanagan marathon monologues. Yep. Like they all have them at least once. And Bruce Greenwood is the absolute goat of making that shit not sound obnoxious. Yep. yep. Because, like, I, I don't know, like, my ear is really tuned for dialogue. And, like, when stuff like that keeps running on and on, like, you can tell who can handle that and who cannot. And, like, yes. Greenwood makes it feel so, uh, like, not artificial mm-hmm. versus, like, some of these other characters, they have them go off on a rant here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is, like, high school drama production. Yep level. I think Har- Carla Gugino is excellent in this. She series. is very she's good. Like, and yep. She's been in all these Flanagan things and I think this might be her best. Like, And he gives mm-hmm. her a lot to do and she yeah. does it really well. And I think probably my favorite scene of the whole series is her scene with Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill by the way. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Fucking incredible. I love this voice he's doing. I love the weird twisted nature of the guy who's walking around like this and just doing the thing. <laughs> he's so fucking good at this show. Ugh. 
I just you like seeing him doing something different. Like, just yes. this is not I mean, like yeah. anything else he's done. Like, that alone. It's amazing watching him do... I mean, because when you see him play Skywalker, he's just talking like Mark Hamill. Yeah. So it's awesome to see him doing physical and voice acting at the same time. Exactly. And the, this character, this Arthur Pym guy, if he wasn't such a, like successful lawyer for the ushers scumbag kind of character the physicality the voice the dress hamill is playing like a grade a legendary new york bag man guy yep. yeah. you know it's a it's a guy that you would see talking to himself at film forum <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. but uh, like it's just it's rocking ass in the show and like i think this is one of the biggest uh you know, downsides of the strike is that this poor bastard could not be plugging the hell yes. out of his excellent performance on that show. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think it is the Greenwood Gugino show for the most part. Yep. I love uh, Carl Lumley. Uh, yeah. As, uh, yeah. He's fantastic as uh, the lawyer. Dupin. Yeah. Yeah. Dupin. yeah. Uh, and uh, he also, I, this is something I didn't know. And I, it took a minute for me to figure this out. Mike Flanagan must be a very big Reacher fan as I am. Oh, uh, <laughs> Because young Madeline is uh, a major uh, oh. character, and young uh, uh, Dupin, uh, Dupin is um, also a major role in Reacher as well. They don't. I don't think they can actually bring in Reacher because the guy just throws everything off the size of the fucker. Like, oh, sh- he can <laughs> only be in Fast and Furious movies because otherwise he just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, he also loves Battlestar Galactica. You've got, you know, Michael Truco. You've got Carl Lumley. You've got uh, what's her what? Uh, Mary, Mary McDonald. Do I, do, I actually yeah. like? She was her character was a bit batty, and it kind of comes in and out. I think, but I you think needed, like yeah, when she when it hits, it hits. I do yeah. think. Yeah, you needed her a little bit more in the middle to get like her real. Like you get at least the scene where Roderick is like explaining his thinking and over the last couple and what he regrets and what he doesn't regret. Right. You don't really get like that, that little the little scene with them at the in the last episode. You kind of get that, mm-hmm. but she needs that for herself too. Like I think it's just a character they didn't know what to do with, and they oh. thought like just making her more like um, Arthur would make it seem like easier to buy him and this evil part of their uh, 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 corporation. Like sure. just that, like we shoot people. We like, we, we have this international syndicate of like fucking, you know, assassins. I will say right. by the way, Oh, holy shit. By the way, um, Andrew, your dream came true. Um, the what? life of Chuck is Mike Flanagan's next, se- next movie. It's a movie, by okay. the way. Ooh, all it's right. A, I like it's that. A Stephen King adaptation. We like that. Check mark, check okay. mark. Uh, Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston is the lead. So that's cool. Bring him into the right. world. Uh, yeah. Hamill is back. Uh, is back. Michael Truco is back. Heather Langenkamp is showing up. We've got Whoa. Karen Gillan uh, is coming back okay. to Oculus. And because you demanded it, Andrew, Matthew Lillard is in this production. <laughs> no! I'm not ah! kidding. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm That's so good. happy for that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Is the <laughs> is the, the girl from Doctor Sleep also following through? Because she's good as the granddaughter as well. Kylie Curran yeah. uh, or Curran as as Lenore. She was also she's Abra great. in Doctor Sleep. I think she's awesome. Her uh, fucking going toe to toe with Henry Thomas, fucking telling him off yeah. uh, in one That's episode good. was really really. I mean, she's great. Yeah. She. I was so happy to see uh, pop up in this, um, I, and I she love- has kind of like. 
the most heartbreaking part of the, the show. She does. Yeah. She's like the good one of everybody, which is the sad right. thing. I fucking, yeah. and I think that that's, what's kind of cool too. Like, I think that like sometimes Flanagan goes a little too light on his characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this, this show's pretty brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It actually, yeah. the, the point of it, which you find out, you know, sort of two thirds through, which I won't spoil is the point of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no going yeah. back. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think that yep. like the end of Hill house, which really irked me and still does, it was this really scary show about like, and there's that one great episode where the girl was being haunted by herself the whole time. And like, that yeah. was really disturbing and chilling. And then at the end they go Beetlejuice where it's kind of fun to be a ghost. And now we're all back together again. And I'm like, that's not yeah. what you just set up for fucking six episodes. I'm sorry. Nope. I spent like, you know, however many episodes being like totally shit scared that yeah. whole time. And then like, yeah, it's a ghost party at the end. Like we're dancing yeah. and it's all what a reunion. This will be <laughs> exactly after life. You know, like what it's very dumb. This I think sticks the landing much better. I, I thought Midnight Mass stuck the uh, the I, landing. That's really probably well. my favorite pound for pound Flanagan property right now is Midnight Mass. I, I think Midnight Mass is the best overall Flanagan product because it like it's this I think I like this better, but only because he's trying more here. I think yeah. Midnight yeah. Mass is so tight, like it's very. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yes, it is essentially uh, Mike Flanagan does Salem's Lot, but sure. like it, it, it's a good uh, alter, you know, alternative to that. It's a good version yeah. of that, and mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that so much. But this one, he's actually like trying to reach outside his comfort zones in a, a lot of ways. Sometimes it's very cheesy. Sometimes it really works. I I, I pr- uh, I like that more than one that just like plays completely by the rules and just does it very yeah. well. Yeah. That's just my, yeah. my general feeling on things. Totally. Uh, well, I am fucking excited as hell for, what is it called? Book of Chuck? Uh, the Life of Chuck. Life of Chuck. Life of Chuck. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm very excited to see what that is. Yeah. You know, I'm planning it as a dude. I will always give a chance. And I realize I totally whiffed on did either of you guys watch that what is it called the midnight club no i didn't I didn't much didn't no. watch a second of it it's like kid like terminally ill kids telling each other spooky yeah. stories or something yeah um a lot of the same folks are from the stable yeah. are in it and i was like oh i i don't know i don't owe it to the guy but i just feel like as some mm-hmm. sort of flanagan television sure. completist i should i should check it out uh well that's gonna do it for this week folks we ran a little long we hope you're uh enjoying the the feed here now uh of course it's only monday a lot of great content uh coming your way such as tomorrow folks we love movies month is in effect all of oh, november yeah. uh on our tuesday releases we're not doing a we hate movies episode it's we love movies yeah. and steve what are we kicking it off with i hope i'm right uh it's psycho uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> ding, 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 ding 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 nice work, steve. we record a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, uh yes Yes, uh, that's coming episode. up. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was crazy. This was a really good one. Uh, and, you know, you can get that wherever you get pods on Tuesday. Or if you uh, hate them commercials, ad free. Mm. We hate movies episodes, uh, Tuesday release episodes, I should say, for this month uh, on the Patreon at the $8 level or up. You can listen to all the same great content without any of the commercials. And also on Thursday, Chris Cabin on that Patreon. Something else is dropping. Something sexy. It's going to be uh, Melro two one zero. Yes, Ooh. once again, and we we are welcoming a uh, friend of the show, Dean Kane, uh, <laughs> to the program. No, a lot no. of Dean Kane conversation. Yes, way uh, more than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's in the nine zero two one zero. He's 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 quite something. Yeah. Um, 
Any thoughts on that, Steve? No, we just uh, we talk about how hot Dean Cade was in that episode. He he really was, folks. He He really was. Gorgeous man. Truly was him in his Wisconsin t-shirt or whatever Mm -hmm. he's wearing there. Uh, So check out all that stuff coming to you this week, gang. Thanks for tuning in to the feed here. Uh, We hope you have a good week. Uh, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Have a good day, folks. Bye-bye.